Okay, welcome everyone to another episode of Modern Day Wizards. I'm Callan, and I'm joined once again by Joe Bandle, the last Rosicrucian. Welcome back, Joe. Uh, welcome, Callan. Glad to, glad to be here again. I always enjoy these chats we have. Me too. <laughs> Actually, to tell the truth, I, I don't really chat with anybody else this way. Yep. Honestly, this is... Pretty much, I don't do much chatting myself either, you know, it's basically my podcast and sometimes I do coaching, but yeah, I mean, I kind of prefer it that way. How do you feel about the, uh, having a lot of time to yourself? Well, (laughs) you know, I'm not getting anything done. It seems like the busier you are, the more time you have to do things. Mm -hmm. But when you don't have, when you don't have anything to do, it seems like you don't get anything done either. That's just kind of a paradox, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I've often wondered about that. It just seemed weird. It's like, how did I ever live that way? How do people with children and families and jobs and houses and mortgages, it's just like, I don't understand. Because I got basically no, you know, nothing tying me, nothing forcing me to do anything. And I I feel Mm -hmm. like I have less time than that person does. Like to get the things done that I want. That kind of... Just just as an aside, you know, I had talked about uh, Dewey Larson's theory, uh, reciprocal systems theory before and stuff. Yeah, and time the, is the inverse of space and all that. Yeah, where you, where you have three dimensions of space-time and then the inverse, which is time-space, which I kind of figure is the astral world or whatever. When mm-hmm. I was reading his stuff, it, it occurred to me that they're ta- he's – He's talking about events in the astral plane, if you will, or the time-space universe gravitate together. And it's quite possible that if you're busy, the more the busier you are, the more time you do have. It's kind of uh-huh. like it, it opens yeah. a opens a dimension up, kind of. Uh, yeah, I, I totally feel it. I I don't know. You know, lately I've been. There's just weirder and weirder things, you know, that just, they just make sense. It's just like, oh yeah, that is the way, that is the way it works. You know, it's like, well, anyone would think I was crazy if I said that, but it's just like, but they're just brainwashed and I'm coming back to realize how the universe actually works. And it's really weird and magical and it relates to, you know, our actual subjective experience and perspective on what's going on. Right. Uh, Absolutely. The, The other thing that I was thinking about, when you think of events gravitating together, that means there's critical points in time. Because mm-hmm. my experience, and I think it's other people's experiences, is it can go for a long time and nothing seems to happen, and then all of a sudden everything's going on at once. Yep. And that's uh, that can actually, I believe that's actually the way it is, and it's, that's described that it's events gravitating toward each other. It's two critical points in time. And I think that that's really where we're at right now in our world today. Yeah. Yeah. I totally feel like there is something about time in that there are things which occur. Maybe they haven't occurred yet technically, but they Mm -hmm. have occurred and we are all like on our way, like flowing to them. And some things are maybe not we're going, going down the drain. Right. Yeah. We're going down the drain. 
Circling the drain, yeah. So you you talked about this this thing how you so I I yesterday I don't know if you saw I did a video basically explaining what the solar flash is. You know, so that because I figured that we would probably end up talking about it in this and I didn't want to have to explain it to everyone here okay. right now, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't have to explain that. People understand 12,000 years there's a big flash of the sun and there's you know it kind of resets everything. It makes a new age and, you know, not everyone makes it. And there's a little, which is uh, you talked about the pole shift thing. Yes. So basically how, well, one guy thinks it shifts about 90 degrees. I can't remember if I mentioned that specifically. And and so, so that you have the ice caps are melting and stuff. Right. They're at the equator and they're melting. And so there's all this new water and there's lots of snow in places you know, places that are now at the new poles, which which were, you know, in a tropical place before. And now they're getting all this snow from all of this melt at the equator, which is flowing back up to the top. Well, and I, I just I just w- was exposed to some of that stuff and, uh, and I was just reading it. And so I'm still kind of I was figuring out how much. It's fascinating, but it, mm-hmm. to me, it seems like it really rings true. Me too. And, but it d- uh, definitely seems like there's very strong evidence that 12,000 years ago, we we went through something really serious, and that that seems also to be something which has kind of happened multiple times to humanity. So, so the fact that it seems to be, you know, just a part of the rhythm of our solar system that's kind of built into the cake. Uh, the the main point, just in brief, I think, is that I'm coming to believe that it is uh, it is real. That there's a it's like clockwork. In other words, it's not it's something that needs to happen. Right. It but just does happen. It just does happen, and it happens in in the blink of an eye. It happens within a day, mm-hmm. and and. It's happened before, and there's been always been survivors. Maybe not a lot of survivors, but it's been survivors. Yep. And that. Um, so I've just, you know, and I've always had in the back of my mind, okay, do we believe? Is that something? Is that real or whatever? And I finally came to the point where I said, you know, I think that's real. Mm-hmm. And uh, from just what I'm guess, what I look, uh, the pole is moving. The magnetic pole is moving 50 miles every day. Every not every day, every year. Mm-hmm. It's speeding up. It was yeah, thirty something. South Pole's off of Antarctica now. It's out out in the ocean. Right. Yep. So, and you talked about that. You said, "Well, that let's say that that's." One of the events, but then there's so many other events that are going on in the world today. Mm-hmm. But they're probably all related to this, right? Because and, they're and all, gra- thing, they're all gravity. Kind of the axis mundi of this event, you know, is the solar flare. But all this other stuff going on, you know, is, is, is related to it. Yeah, it's kind of like there's it punches a hole and then everything else wants to go in through the same hole. Yep. or however you want to say it. And one of yep. the one of the big ones, maybe we could just kind of brainstorm to come up with some big ones here. 
that mm-hmm. that are happening. One of the big ones, obviously, is a coming food shortage. Oh yeah, definitely. Which is yep. uh, almost incredible when you think uh, when you think about it, because I think it's manufactured. Totally, completely manufactured. Yep, they've been it's burning like, down, sabotaging all of these food processing plants in America. Way faster than that's ever happened before, like multiple, 10 times more or something like that. Right. And uh, the financial inflation that's going on, again, manufactured. They're trying like hell to start a war over in the Ukraine or the NATO, the United States, Mm -hmm. is trying like hell to start World War III. We've got the mass poisoning of... Basically, all of humanity. So, all of this stuff, each one by itself, is c- totally catastrophic and like gut wrenching to think about at like how big of a deal it's going to be. I mean, okay, no one's going to have any food. Oh, that's a big problem. That's a really giant problem. They all seem to be. We were talking about how the solar flash is. No, I'm assuming no one is in control of that, right? But right. it sounds like mm-hmm. everything else we've talked about, these people are in control of. It seems like they know that something is coming and everything they're doing must be in preparation to basically be ready to survive it and be in charge on the other side of it. Do you think that? Yes. And we can, we can say these, the elite or whoever it is that are, they want to be in charge at the end of this, when the new cycle comes around. However, an interesting point is that, I don't think it's working for them. That's good to hear. Uh, and that what happens is something switched. And it switched, I would say it switched when Trump got elected president the first time. Hmm. And things did not go the way they were supposed the way the elite wanted them to go. They wanted Hillary president. They wanted Russian war right then, not now. They they wanted it right then. And ever since then, this group of people have always been on the wrong side of, of what happens. It's like they try it, and it doesn't work. They try it, and it doesn't work. They're trying to kill everybody off with the COVID thing. It didn't really work. They're trying to... Tried to trying to uh, crash the economy, the the global financial system. Well, what's happening? It's not working because, well, they tried to crush Russia financially with all those those uh, what do you call them? Where they put sanctions on them on yep. Russia, mm-hmm. and it's backfiring. It's they, backfiring on us, or I wouldn't say yeah, us because I don't. It's, think- Right. It's backfiring. It's not doing what because they were they were saying, hey, the pl- the plan is Russia's going to collapse right away, and we're going to get all of Russia's uh, resources ourselves. Interesting. So, so my perspective, I kind of think they is broader. Like they actually control Russia as well, and that whole is part of they're playing kind of both sides here. So, but do you actually think that they like the people who are having a hard time, who are manufacturing all these horrible things, that we'll they call, actually they're we'll actually the, they're against Russia? What I'm talking when I say they, 
I'm thinking the Davos, Davos globalist deep state people. Okay. And part of the military industrial complex is part of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're, they're, everything that they try is backfiring. These sanctions that they've tried on Russia was suppo- supposed to totally collapse Russia so that they could put in their own system. But the thing is, what's happening, it's such a big picture thing. You can only crash the global economy once. Mm-hmm. And if it starts to go wrong, you can't, you don't have a second try. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's what I think's happening is they never intended that Russia would survive. They never intended that the ruble would be strong, as strong as it is. Mm-hmm. They're trying, but they were trying to crash the global economy. They're trying to crash the dollar. But what have Russia and China just done? They're introducing a new financial system that's eventually backed up, backed with gold, but it's it's they're going to have a a new digital a new digital reserve currency. China is just. Uh, announced part of that. I I mean, so what's happening is all these things that the globalists didn't want to happen Mm -hmm. is their worst nightmare coming true. And and so they get right to the edge and it falls on them. It, It fails. And the COVID thing and it fails. Uh, Oh, I mean, that's what I'm seeing happening, and you can almost tell who the bad guys are by the the way things turn out. The winners are the good guys. <laughs> Interesting, uh, like because from my perspective, as I see it, I actually I feel like they're pretty much succeeding at, at most of these things. Like the January sixth thing, you know, it's just like all these little things that seem so pathetic. It's just like how could they possibly, honestly, even the the Russia sanctions thing seemed kind of idiotic like incompetent at on its face like right when they did it before we even saw what the consequences were it it was just like it it just seems too stupid to actually be their actual play that's 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 my feeling or are you really or that they're so desperate that they're fumbling so badly it's hard for me to believe that they're that they're having such a hard time well i and that's I think that fundamentally these people are living in their heads and they've lost their contact with reality is Mm. what it is. Mm. One of the things that, uh, like with the war with Russia and Ukraine, they cannot believe that Russia hasn't run out of ammunition yet. Uh huh. And if we were if we were to fight them the way they're fighting us, we would be out by now. We don't even have a manufacturing base to make that stuff anymore. And we don't have the supply lines. Yeah. And so what's come out of this is what I really believe is they thought that they could whip Russia, and all of a sudden they realized, hey, wait a minute, we can't we can't win, we can't fight, we can't win fight a Russia in a war and win. We better get out of this somehow, and they're 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 kind of like trying to get out, but they're caught and they don't know how. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it would seem like they would 
there's no way they could save face from actually backing out. You know, it's just like, oh, n- never mind. It's just like, and also they would feel like it would embolden, you know, Russia and China and a lot but of other sa- people actually do. But at the same time, they're seeing how the dollar is the global reserve currency is falling apart on them mm-hmm. yep. because of what Russia and China are doing. So they desperately are trying. That's actually the big deal there, I, I believe, the, the battle. That, forget about Ukraine and all that. It's it's like uh, all of a sudden they want the, the dollar to be the dominant currency, and then it's going to crash, but they're going to replace it with their own digital currency, with their own banking system. And and Mm -hmm. what Russia and China have come up with based on commodities totally is antithetical. You know, it's the opposite. Even if we were were able to match, even if they were like, oh, actually, now we have to do it that way, they wouldn't be able to do it as well because they weren't the first ones to the table with, with that. You know, well, it's just because like, it's it's not rigged. It's it's by being based on commodities, it's anchored to physical reality. Mm-hmm. Rather, yeah, I would say if anyone was going to invest, like be investing in whatever that I don't fully understand how that system works over there. But if I had a way to buy some of whatever that currency is, I'd be like that. That currency is probably going to be the main currency that most people are using. And they're talking as. Uh, the Chinese yuan or whatever it is is a digital currency, and they're all you know. It's ultimately uh, they're going they're going to be backing it with both commodities and with gold. Uh, I mean, it's just been announced their intentions to do this. And if you look at the shipping lines that are being established, uh, Russia's for. For sure, nothing's going to Europe. They're totally, you know. Okay, did Europe? Did the Davos crowd? Did were they intending that they would uh, drop Russia's natural resources? No, they no, not at all. They didn't. This was not an intention of theirs. They wanted to plunder. They wanted all that stuff. They wanted the riches from Ukraine. They wanted the riches from Russia. So they and thought by now, by this winter, basically, they'd be in a position where Russia was basically retreating back to its core and giving them licking its kind of land to take. Yeah. I yeah, just, I, I just still feel like that would be too. I just, I just, I don't know. I just knew the whole time maybe that that wasn't. I just can't believe they're that stupid. I just, I just can't. I have a hard well, time believing that. And. and they didn't think they would be facing a winter without heat. And they didn't even think there was a little for- bit of a risk there because that's just such a giant liability, right? Like if 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 the bet doesn't work out like you think, then your your only your energy source comes from the people you're attacking, and now your civilians are going to starve. I just feel like they must want their civilians to starve. That's it. Must be their goal. Well. Their hubris, they, they, they never doubted their, it's cognitive dissonance is what we're running into. I, I really well, believe that. They, I, they, I hope you're right because it means they're incompetent and that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're so set 
in their ways, they double down and 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 it's not working. And they think if I keep double downing enough, it's going to go my way. And it's not the way that I get it. It's not going to go their way. So who is the other side then of who are those who are going against this Davos group and all of this, you know, the ones who are actually succeeding here? Because, you know, China doesn't seem like such a good thing to me because they're definitely not, they don't have like, they don't take care of their, they don't respect the freedoms of individual people. That's just true. However, it's, uh, what is, uh, China's nationalistic? Yeah. China, China has claimed that they were globalists, but, they're as prejudiced as anybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. And in a weird sort of way, you're seeing a lot of these countries that are nationalistic. And they're saying the enemy of my enemy is, or the friend, or the enemy of my enemy is my friend, or something like however that goes. In other words, you're seeing a lot of unlikely people joining the the crowd. You have the BRICS nations. Mm-hmm. And I, so what's the that, BRICS Brazil, is, South Africa, or what, what are those? Uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. Okay. And they've had at least eight more join. Really? Yep. Interesting. The smaller ones, because one of the things that one of the things that the United States has done is go into countries and loan them money, so they're deeply in debt. Mm-hmm. And I was just reading something that says they're talking about the new system, and they're saying, "Hey, you can join our new system, and you don't have to worry about." Yeah, we'll just debt. protect you from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, it's like the only way for them out of this whole horrible system that we subjected the world to. Yeah, you know, it's. I still don't. I don't know if it's a good thing. This other side, but you know, it does seem like it's a little bit of justice. Un- unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately well, it's for the little. Pe- it's for the little people. You yeah, know? right. Yeah, it's it's for the little people. But what it is also. Uh, it's causing uh, countries to dump the dollar, which mm-hmm. means that, you, that Europe is going to be really hurting and we're going to be really hurting. We're yeah, I gonna, think it's called like uh, Operation Sandman or Project Sandman or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah, there's that, like 100 well, that, or 180 countries that are planning to all drop the dollar on a single day altogether. And I've heard of that, but I've seen the actual announcements of countries that have decided to sign up for the new system that China's offering. It's kind of like Russia's the raw resource power and China's China and India are one of the the big industrial powers. Russia's kind of got industrial too, but uh, yeah, India's just taking Russian oil and it's re it's distilling it out, refining it out, and selling the stuff to us mm-hmm. at a at a markup, you know. It, yep. it's, so it's, it's, but it's, what I see happening is I see a crash coming for Europe really, really bad, and I see a crash coming for us in yep. the United States really, really bad. And, mm-hmm. and that 
That's gonna. It's gonna be a hard winter. There's already people who are uh, hand to mouth, basically. Uh, yep. You, you know, it's, uh, inflation with the grocery stores. I spend probably at least four hours, maybe six hours every day, uh, trying to get a handle on what's going on on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've doing my own kind of research and trying to find out, well, what's truth and what's not truth and yep. things like that. And I, I think I got a pretty fair handle on it. Uh, and it does not look very good. Not, not for the United States, not for Europe. Definitely not. So how, how bad, how far do you think this goes in terms, let's talk about America specifically, because that's where we are. And I'd say a lot of people listening are in America, like how far does this go? And don't even limit it to this winter, necessarily. Well, I'm going to segue. I'm going to segue off, but get back to that. Okay. I'm going to say that there's these. We're there are certain forces that were trying. They thought, "Hey, we're going to get in a war with Russia," and then they said, "Wait a minute, here, <laughs> we can't do that." But they've been trying because they've they thought we could that Russia could be destroyed financially. They never thought that Russia would be a military target. They they didn't think that. But they thought that China would. Hmm. And so these people who are uh, the globalists, they've always thought, hey, we'd be in a war with China. But after they saw that Russia would whip our ass. They're looking at China, and both Russia and China have the super uh, uh, hypersonic missiles. Mm-hmm. And they're saying China uh, would destroy our destroyers, our carriers. Our Aircraft carriers, yep. Or Russia would, too. They'd, yep. in, you know, either one of them, they'd destroy our carriers right easily. Mm-hmm. And where would that leave us? You know what I mean? No, I and, think we're just going to collapse into ourselves. So okay, we can't what, do anything out there anymore. So what? What I think that they're going to try to do is they're they're going to turn the army against us. Yep, totally, exactly. Yeah, and, and they're, it's going to happen during the food shortage. Mm-hmm. Because there's a saying out there that says nine. It's only nine meals. To yeah, where the anarchy? So they they say anarchy, yeah. Anarchy, yeah. And yep. how are they going to deal with that? They're going to have to bring the military in. Yes. And so I I think there's a lot of this. They think is danger out there, but I think it's going to what's what's happening is the weak spot is going to be our own economy. It's going to be the food shortages, and all of a sudden. These nations, Europe, the European nations, the NATO group, and the United States, uh, it's going to get so bad that we've got to spend our resources on ourselves mm-hmm. a little bit. And if you if you take that <clears throat> and then you say, well, at some point this pole shift is coming, mm-hmm. well, then they're going to hide in their holes and – Till it's all over. Yeah, I you think ask, they're just burn his 
everything up as much as they can, you know, and they're just like, we'll just retreat when, when it's time or, you know, or they could even be retreated. Like the people who matter are not people like on the front lines on, on, in the news and stuff like that. You know, they're like, they don't care what happens to Billy Gates, you know, fuck that guy. They don't care. He's just some pawn. <laughs> so I, I think that kind of answered to, I, I did a roundabout way, but I yeah. think it kind of yeah. answered to it is that ultimately it's going to be, they're going to need to turn the military on us because of the food shortages and the, the inflation, no jobs, things like that. Uh, I think I think that that's the, what they want, though. I think that that's what they wanted the whole time. They they want to bring in this new system, which will be different than that system out there. And we're gonna we're gonna have to kind of cave in on ourselves, like a North Korea here, and mm-hmm. and build this new communist technocratic slave system where they can inject you with whatever they want. And if you say no, well, no food or shelter for you, you know, well, I don't, I don't think that's, that's not going to, I don't think that's going to work out either. Cause I really believe, well, I really believe that the writings on the wall, you can see this happening. That This is an occult phenomenon, if you will. It's, it's, an energetic rewiring of the whole astral planes of how things manifest. And they, and what's happening is this group of people, they only got one of the wires hooked up. And so it's not working for them. It's not everything that they try, they get just close to the top and it, it fails on them. Mm-hmm. And that's going to continue, 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 continue. Uh, and that ultimately, the best that can happen. I mean, they tried to collapse the economy years ago. It didn't work. It didn't. It, it was back when Trump was first elected. He was, you know, that before that, they were trying to collapse the economy. And what did what did Trump do? Well, he put out these stimulus checks, which kicked the can down the road because now it's collapsing because of all those stimulus checks. Yeah. But it it gave it gave the people. If you look at oh how how would I say this? I believe that things happen in the astral before they happen in the physical. Right. And like that, you mentioned earlier the best possible solution is what's happening. It's, it's a comprom. I, I, I can almost say it's a compromised solution, mm. but it's, it's one that's happening because there, there's so many people believe a certain way. There's so many people that believe in Armageddon. There's so many people that believe in the end of the world. There's so many people that believe in the four horsemen, for mm-hmm. example, yeah. that their belief is causing these things to happen. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, and if you have thousands of people believing that and then you believe a little bit different, maybe you can find a corner of the universe where things happen different for you, but for the rest of the people, they're going to get what they want too. Yep. 
So I that see also, that also feels like what's happening. Like in my own personal life, like I feel like I actually have kind of set aside my own little corner here where everything's kind of going to go my whole way, my way the entire time. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, so I think that the people who have been working on themselves, the people that have been developing their souls, the people that have been transmuting the black stuff in their, in their lives. Uh, Cause the new energy system, I believe is kind of works with alternating current. It, what it's doing, the only way it works is you have to, uh, the shadow self has to be activated and it's got to be purified. It's got to be uh, cleansed so that it's not a negative, toxic thing. Mm. So is it because like with DC current, you can be flowing, you can flow in one direction and so you can kind of just keep doing that and avoid the other side of yourself, but in in uh, AC, it's really a back and forth constantly. And every and every, that's every, that's every what we're switching. That's what the new world is. Yeah. So you it's have to face your on, shadow constantly. So it's just like, well, this shadow has to be incorporated. There's no, there's no, there's no way 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 around it. And that's why those people are going to fail because they don't have that capability to to face their shadow. And the eruption, uh, they're going to see their worst fears manifest physically in their lives because they can't neutralize it mm-hmm. inside, yeah. if, if, if you will. Because mm-hmm. that, that's kind of, uh, anyway, that's, that's kind of the way I'm, I'm thinking about it is, uh, if you can do the work, the inner work, you don't have to see the results physically. But if if you're like a DC current and it's just going one way, and you just double down and double down and double down, it it's, it's ain't gonna work. It's no matter how hard you try, it ain't gonna work. And that's when I look at every single one of these things that's happening in the world. That's what I'm seeing, is it's not working for these people. So anyway, that's... that's, that's yeah. I, it's, it's weird now. I feel kind of split-brained about it, because part, part of me is like, you know, I see what you're saying, right? Because it does seem like all of these things that they're doing, even though even a lot of people are falling for it, it still feels like it's kind of flopping, right? So... So I'm I like to I'm glad that you've helped me to open myself up to the possibility that things aren't as dire as I think but of course you know things are still going to go in a certain direction and they're all their effort they're going to continue making their efforts for probably years you know before I don't know at what point they're they're just dead fish you know well they're never going to yeah they they're never going to give up because it's not in them to give up, and they keep—they're going to keep doubling down, and and it's going to keep getting more violent and more violent and more violent. Uh, and and what it is is their own self-destructive tendencies are what's going to do them in, mm-hmm. and that's what you're seeing happen. That's what you see happening. Uh, 
their own self-destructiveness, the sanctions, trying to put the sanctions on Russia, which is killing Europe. That's a self-destructive thing. It's it's made Russia stronger. It, it, you know, it's, it's an example of of hurting yourself. Uh, so if it, if they keep failing, then basically things will not get to the place where it's the ultimate bad. But we will get to another, you know, another place, which is like you said, a little bit of a compromise. But also, there's still the flash, right? So, I mean. Do you think we get to a point where things actually kind of stabilize and then there's a flash or you think it's going to accelerate, 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 and then it's going to accelerate. It's going to accelerate and keep accelerating and keep accelerating. Yep. And and no stable point until it finally happens. So do you think that the flash will be minor enough that things that happened before it even matter? Like, like the whole, how, how the Russia and China and America thing played out. I mean, the flash could be so bad. It's like, it doesn't even matter who was what, where, when that happened. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think that the whole, the whole thing is preparing people to develop their souls because um, I'm looking at it as from a metaphysical point of view, uh, that like the law of one, I don't know if you're familiar with the law of one. David Roughly. Wilcock, I believe, has talked about that. But he's saying this is a harvest. Uh, well, that's this is from the law of one. This is the time of harvest. And... Souls that are in physical bodies are able to grow and and have intense soul growth like like they couldn't if they were not in a physical body. Mm-hmm. So the being in a physical body actually is bringing catalyst for soul growth. And so the whole thing you're talking about is the opportunity for soul growth, for people to graduate and move into that, uh, to move off the wheel of karma, if you will. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like now, an accelerated class. You know, it's going to get it's, it's like an accelerated dense. class, and if you can, if you can steer it, if you can control it to a certain degree, it doesn't need to be such a wild ride. Yeah, but almost like controlling it almost to me seems like the way to control it is to kind of actually let let it happen, you know, kind of go, oh, actually, I'm being supported. Right. Oh, I'm just Mm -hmm. I'm going to get what I need when I need it. Right. And so it's just like, actually, it's it feels almost like less steering. But at the same time, it also gives you the more of the sense of safety and and confidence. And that raises the vibrations of the people involved, but we're talking on a global scale too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if they can minimize the damage, far more people will be able to graduate than if they couldn't. Gotcha. So does that mean they'd have to stick around another 12,000 years? Right. Mm -hmm. This is like the big test, huh? This is like, this is like the big test. Yeah. So that's kind of how I'm. So where do you, 
Well, okay. First of all, I want to ask you about what you think that will be like. But I also first want to mention the harvest thing, because the harvest kind of implies someone is farming us, right? You know what I mean? Our souls. Do you think that that's actually what's going on? Do you think it's just kind of like almost a poor choice of words? It's like maybe, I don't know, more of a... Well, the harvest is what the law of one called it. Mm-hmm. But it's considered to. My understanding is that every life form has gone has to go through a physical process, mm-hmm. and have its own version of the wheel of karma, mm-hmm. and at some point when it can hold itself together energetically after the death of the physical body, it can move across into that other space. And that the UFOs, the angels, all these spirits and things like that, that's where they live, and that's where the people that graduate are going to be going. And that it's a graduation from one type of existence to another type of existence. And, and that the smart people, the, the smart entities or the spiritual entities or whatever, a lot of there, it's like a, a veil or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it is a kind of a graduation. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, they're not going to accept you. You're not going to get accepted into a certain place in this universe if you can't behave yourself, basically. Right. But the, the whole thing is, can you hold the particles of yourself together? Mm-hmm. If you identify completely with a physical body, once your physical body dies, you can't hold yourself together. So you're going to just kind of recycle around and recycle around. Mm-hmm. So it seems like uh, there's the there's the criteria of being able to hold yourself together, but it, it seems like do you think there are also criteria which relate to your actual ability to act honorably, for example, in the world? No, no, you don't think that's important? I, no, because uh-uh. <laughs> I th- I think that it's important to recognize your capability of being both. That comes into the alternating current aspect. If you are thinking good and noble and just and things like that, you're already polarized. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, but it it seems to me like that is how you should be polarized. So I I guess I'm in that way of seeing things. Like Um, there's a difference. There's a difference between rape and sex, right? And it's not, it's not, it's not either or, you know, it's, I don't see it as, I don't, I think there's a right one there, a correct answer. Neotech, which is another philosophy that I've been exposed to, they said they could put everything down into one law, which is that it's wrong to, for coercive, I don't know how they said it, but Coercive force against another person mm-hmm. for any reason is wrong. Okay. That's basically that, what I mean. 
and that would describe to what your your example would as well. Okay. So, but when okay. I say, do, do you think there's like criteria when people are, it's not like someone's maybe deciding, but it's just like, okay, so your soul, your ability to hold yourself together. And then, but also it's not just hold yourself together. You know, there's, there is all of the details of the complication of what you are, you know, the soul that you are that has developed. We, yeah. the life, we, the life we're, life we're far life. more than what we think we are. Yeah. Right. And part of that is your ability to recognize that you can do whatever you want, except coerce someone else to do what you want them to do. And, and that's well, if, okay. And I'll even switch over to the OTO. And I talk about there's something there that says when you your true will, mm-hmm. when you are doing what you are meant to do, mm-hmm. what you are truly meant to do, you benefit, your community benefits, and the entire world benefits. Yeah, it's the uppercase will, right? The will of creation. When your when your will is aligned with the will of the creation, then you have the most power, right? That's the when things right. will actually go well. And so, yeah, but all all three of those things are lined up. Wait, yeah. what, all three of what? All three the doing for yourself. Oh yeah, yeah doing yeah, right, for right, others, right. doing uh, the community and, and for the entire world. That's. Uh, right. So that's kind of the way that I'm looking at it. That's how you tell. That's how you orient your compass. Mm -hmm. And orienting your compass is a little different than, well, what happens if, for example, what is the function? A lightning bolt is destructive. Mm -hmm. Why? So does that mean destructive is bad? Does that mean destructive is evil? I think we recognize that that is generally what is going on in the world, that there is everything is changing into something else, and that is the destruction of something old. But that also generally there is a difference between help adding more and more entropy to the world as opposed to, you know, adding more order or, you know, the choice between stealing someone's or burning someone's house down or building them a house, you know, there's a very different, there's like a, an innate preference. You know what I mean? Well, the way that I look at it is a lightning bolt. There's a charge on one end and there's a charge on the other end, a voltage. Mm-hmm. And it gets stronger and stronger and the stresses grow greater and greater and greater, right? Mm-hmm. Until... That stress just can't exist anymore, and there's got to be a bridge that goes across. Right. And that's the lightning bolt. Now, if we would have put a circuit in there, it wouldn't have needed the lightning bolt. Right. Yeah, it would have just flowed from the beginning. It would have had a It would have just flowed, but, but that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen in nature either. So that destruction is... Needed at certain points in time. Yeah, but there's a difference between lightning bolt and raging someone. By the same token, you're going to need people that are lightning bolts too. People that do evil. 
if well, that's the only if that's the only way that it can if that's the only way that that voltage can discharge itself, uh, they're the warriors of, of God or whatever, however you want to call it. I, I and, think I, I, and I think like, I, go I'm going to say another thing. Okay, because how we're all part of each other. And when you do harm to somebody else, you're really doing harm to yourself. I agree. I believe that. But sometimes you need to do harm to yourself. Yes, but there's two different ways that you could do that. You could do that because you're trying to help the person. And and then there's because you're, you are a sadist. The whole thing's paradoxical. The whole, the whole, the whole gizmo, the whole, if you take the law of one, and I know some of this, uh, you're probably familiar with, they talk about service to self, service to others. Mm-hmm. You familiar with those terms? Mm-hmm. Well, what, and uh, for example, David Wilcock, he really gets into all that stuff. However, I find it interesting he forgot to say that at the higher end, there's no difference between service to others and service to self. Because at some point, when a person evolves, if they're on a service to self and they're really self-serving, they're going to discover that the easiest and the most effective and the best way of getting what they want is to be fair with everybody else. Even if they don't want to. They're going to find out that that's what gets that's what works the best for them. Mm-hmm. So they'll start being fair and and treating. Or if you take the service to other person, sir, and they're doing everything for others, they're going to reach a point where they realize, hey, tough love has to exist here. Mm-hmm. Yep, boundaries. There's got to. Uh, I've got to take care. I I can't allow some of these things happening to me because so it's, it's paradox. It's a paradox there. And you're trying to me, you're, you're talking about trying to get into that polarity trap. So I would, so I basically, I see it as yes, on the, from the outside of things, we do need villains in order for there to be a story. Basically, you can't have a story without a problem, and, and a problem right. is a villain, right? And so it's just, yes, we recognize, but that on the outside, from God's perspective, these things are just as important to creation as any other aspect, right? But at, from the perspective of the individuals inside of creation, I feel like even if we understand that, we still have the responsibility to, okay, but... I'm, I'm going to choose to not rape someone over rape someone. You know what I mean? Okay, so you've just kind of explained your, uh, the paradox or the duality thing to a certain to a certain degree, but there's you got to go a little bit further here. All right, <laughs> the yin yang symbol. Yep, because you're talking duality in terms of good and evil when we shouldn't be talking about duality in terms of good and evil, we should be talking about duality in terms of male and female. 
Well, I feel like I'm talking and, about and that, good and evil as a duality, not duality and, as good and, and evil. Because, because duality is not a battle of one against the other. Duality is a loving embrace of the male and the female. Sometimes that embrace looks not loving. Yes. it's still being right. an embrace. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. And instead of one being victorious over the other, Mm-hmm. They both have to. They both create together. They both offer needed things, mm-hmm. and so one of the things we're shifting into is a conception of duality as a blending of male and female in a loving embrace, as opposed to. Duality as a battle between good and evil. Because mm, mm-hmm. that's old old school, or that's old eon, I guess. Yeah, that's the boring. graduation. Huh? It's boring. We're, we're well, sick of that by now. <laughs> that's, to me, and that's how I, that's how I look at it. That That's the way I'm thinking of it. Mm-hmm. That... Um, if I think something is evil, if I think it's wrong, I think I, I'm not looking at it from the big enough picture. Yeah, kind of a myopic or a, you're leaving a lot of the picture out. You're leaving a lot of the picture out, yes. And when you're looking at things like you were talking about rape or something like that, you're leaving a lot of the picture out also. Yeah, and why. I recognize what you're saying, but at the same time, it's just like, I feel like as a unique individual playing this little role that I should, I should leave that out. I should be angry that someone's raping someone. I shouldn't, I shouldn't come up with justifications in my mind for, oh, the universe is using this for some purpose. No, I should shoot the guy in the head. I, I tend to believe that like through the Seth Speaks, the Jane Roberts books and stuff like that. Don't know that. Uh, people choose. Everything's been chosen. They choose to be catalysts for each other. They choose to be teachers for each other. Mm-hmm. And that if somebody chooses to go through those experiences, there's a reason for that, that they have chosen to go through those experiences. I agree with that too. I, and, but I still think that's kind of in the, the background, the backstitching of the world. And like, I don't, I don't want to incorporate that. I feel like it's almost, I feel uncomfortable incorporating that, even though I recognize it's true. Cause I'm just like, but still I should act in a way which is not harming people. And the not way go around I'm, justifying and go, well, this is helping them in some way. I just know it. Oh, I stole his car. I know that's going to help him in some way, right? I can't think that way. For the human, for the human being, for the human soul to be the most that it can be, it's, it has to experience the harshest environments and the nicest environments. It needs to know where the boundary is where it can no longer exist. And those boundaries are always changing. They're always expanding or growing slower. Uh, 
if everything was just in the middle someplace, it would be so damn boring. Who would want, who would want to do it? <laughs> like I said, I think, I think that we completely agree, but that I have a fetish for righteousness. <laughs> which, <clears throat> which, is, <laughs> which is, a you want to put yourself up in that chair. And that's fine. Yeah, and There's I no- feel like I can justify. I feel like saying that rape is not a good thing and then thinking that I'm better than someone who says rape is a good thing. I feel fine saying that. I feel good yeah. about it. <laughs> All right. So I, I wanna I wanted to dive in a little bit to what you imagine. I'm sure there's actually multiple options, things that happen to people when the, when things when we are removed from our bodies, most of us are removed from our bodies or leave our bodies at the end of this at this solar flash, right? So you you are someone who's spent your life dedicated to basically developing your soul and understanding truth and all this type of stuff. So you probably imagine that your soul's off to somewhere. I don't know if you do you have specific ideas about what what's destined for you. <clears throat> First, I'd I'd want to say you you're talking about a solar flash, and I'm yeah. I'm tending to think that hey, it's not going to be the solar flash that's going to do us in; it's going to be the the shift. Aren't they the same? No, one's okay, an earthly th- one's an earthly thing, and one's a, a energetic thing. Right, but they're they're tied to each other. Like they're they're kind of all they're that tied, same. They're, 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 they're tied to each other. But I was just saying that. <clears throat> but now to get into your what you were asking about. Over the years, I have permanently activated each of my astral bodies. Each chakra has a certain astral body, and it was only like a year ago. Where the the etheric, the lowest astral body, actually permanently activated for me. So I live, and for many years, I've lived in both worlds at the same time. Hmm. I I have a continuous awareness. It's of you can't. It's hard to even describe because it's integrated. But I, I have this awareness. It's kind of like having a radar sense of what's going on. If I'm around people, I can feel what their emotions are. If I want, to, or I can even maybe understand what they're thinking about, or things like that. Um, and sometimes that's why I try to isolate a lot. It's kind of uncomfortable for yep. for some I'm, of those things. I'm the same way. So um, you're basically sensing stuff in the astral that they are emitting. Is that right? But or that it's hard to make a distinction anymore between what's in the physical and what's in the astral. It's it's like other sense, other sensory things. Um, I have worked as a door opener for uh, spirits to go to the light. Hmm. Uh, What's I forget the term they use for that. Uh, it's it does it doesn't matter, but basically like way shower or something. Well, way shower, but a, a psychopomp was the word they were that they were using there. But it's it's 
this one one uh, a mentor of mine called Voodoo Bob. He's actually uh, the only white man of a Voodoo high priest in Minnesota. He had married. <laughs> I bet that's he'd not married, a common thing up there. <laughs> he'd married a black lady down in New Orleans, and they had a child together, whatever. And he he came up, and he was up here. He had a double Ph.D. He had a Ph.D. in uh, psychology and in religious science, but was he taught for a year or two of it, then he went off the grid. Hmm. And he is a very interesting person who really taught me how to be open about things rather it's rather than carry trying to carry things around in your head. I forgot where I was trying to go with this. Well, remember the original question is basically what do you think is going to happen with your soul? You mentioned that your you kind of activated all the astral bodies or your chakra points in your in your body, right? Okay, uh, that basically I'm probably going to just walk the earth. Well, that's that's a possibility, but I, I what I think is that a lot of the earth is actually merging with the astral plane, so that the astral plane at the lowest levels is going to be more earth-like than it ever has been. So do you think you'll actually be interacting with the world? Like, like, will you have a garden or that type of interaction? If I wanted to. So you, you basically, it's not much different than right now, except you'll be in your astral body. Well, that'll be the physical body. But it won't be this body it'll, it'll, that you it'll, have right it'll now. Be, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be the body that I find myself in, yeah. Gotcha. Uh. Technically, the best way to look at that is, okay, if you, if you had an astral body that was created out of mental energies, those mental energies would kind of remove you from emotional experiences hmm. you, because there's no emotional energy there. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you have a full spectrum if you have activated all of your astral bodies, you have the potential of having a full spectrum experience. Hmm. And where I'm going to find myself is I'm going to find myself where I can have a full spectrum experience. Whether it's spiritual, whether it's mental, whether it's emotional, whether it's physical. Do you think you'll remember this life at that point? Well, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And do you think, do you have is there a limit to the lifespan of that body? No. Mm-mm. Do you think that you'll stay there for all of eternity? We never do. There's always, what we do, my, my belief, what I, we, we look for, for catalyst. We seek catalyst because life is to explore. Life is to grow more complex. Mm-hmm. And wherever you're at, that's what you're going to be trying to do. You're going to be trying to explore. You're going to tr- be, become more complex. And the only way you can explore and become more complex is to experience 
good things and experience bad things and experience catalyst mm -hmm. things to interact with. And the most powerful things that you can find to interact with are going to be the opposite polarity, basically. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter where you're at, you're going to be in a place where you can, according to your own ability, you can find, you're going to find things to interact with. Gotcha. So it's, it's never going to stay the same, but it does sound like you're going to have a vacation. You know, it's going to be a pleasant experience for a while until you get bored and want some, want to, you know. Well, let's put it this way. I've, I've listened to quite a few of these channelings, you know, you know the aliens that are channeling. Yep. Well, what, yep. when you look at these, the, okay, one of the things they talk about is, uh, a lot of these UF, these alien entities, they don't experience emotions like we experience. Why don't they experience emotions like we do? Because they're not, they don't have that emotional energy. They're operating out of a body that doesn't have that emotional energy activated. Yep. But some of them might. In, in fact, some of your greatest channelers they they have a more of a spectrum so that uh, others are really head trippy or something like that mm -hmm. you, you know but each one of them is living in a world that they define that's different than the world that we find ourselves in yeah well, one of, uh, and one of the main things that I found was they'll say, we don't experience emotions like you do. We don't experience the despair or things like that. Well, despair and anger, they're some of the most powerful energies that drive us to break through into a new space. Mm -hmm. So wherever I'm going to be, I'm going to, still have access to that energy, that anger, that <laughs> things like that. Okay. Yeah. I, I yep. mean, because yeah, it's, that's, it's not going to be like just blissful. Right. right? It's going to be real. It's going to be more vibrant. Maybe would be more. Vi yes. More, yeah. more vibrant, more intense. Mm -hmm. Awesome. But it's still, yeah. That does that, that makes sense a little bit. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. There's, there's so much that I want to keep, asking you about but the reason that stop recording is because i'm just about to run out of space so i think we have to call this one but uh awesome conversation yeah i hope i did okay for it yeah i think so i, yeah, I, enjoy, I enjoy i enjoyed everything. it i you i enjoyed it so i think you enjoyed it and then that's you know that's enough for me but also i think that other people will very much enjoy listening okay cool all right well we'll talk again soon then yep thanks right Take care, Joe. Yep. Okay. Thanks for watching. If you'd like to see more content like this, head on over to moderndaywizards.org. And if you're wondering, how can you be a wizard? Well, all you got to do is seek truth and share it.